Today's episode is brought to you by Nomad Service Network, creating the largest network of hospitality industry professionals, giving employers the right employees right when you need them. One, two, three, go! And we're running out of time, and I still have a lot of questions. First of which, you started your period on stage? It was fucked up. I even had <laughs> yeah. a tampon in, and it just would not be stopped, much like my my clit in the, in the thongs. Like, it just exploded. And I was at the end of my song, and I had a rack full of regulars, and they all wanted dances after it happened, and I'm just, like, scooching along, trying not to, like, let anything happen. Uh, yeah. But I got a lot of dances afterwards, even from new people. They're like, wow, this is this girl scooching on the stage looking really embarrassed is something I want to have a lap dance with, I guess. Did you were you able to keep it undercover or were they all feeling bad for you because they knew what happened? Or is this a fetish we don't know about? It might have been half and (laughs) half. No, we've heard it on the podcast where people have asked to suck on somebody's tampon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There are those people. Think of the worst (laughs) thing that you can think of and someone has... Do you want to drink out of my diva cup? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You just gave like 50 new people a great idea. (laughs) I was... I was fascinated by that story just because it's the obvious one that I've never heard before. Like, it's the one that you think this must have happened somewhere. And there yeah, it, is. it happens a lot. You know, like sometimes it just leaks or you start it. I mean, it's something that every baby stripper just like if you go on a forum like there used to be stripper web you know and there was just like threads upon threads like what do I do when I start my period do you work on your period what happens if I bleed on stage you know it's like I would kill myself own it it. just own it just fucking own it be like I call this move the sprinkler and then tip the staff (laughs) really well and now for my next act you know (laughs) it's like you gotta really run with it because you can go and you can like run and cry into the fitting room or the dressing room but like at the end of the day just owning your fuck-ups is the best and I feel like when you're on your period you make more money people like know when you're it's weird it's a weird animalistic thing yeah and yeah. You can tell even like a staff as like the you know because <laughs> everyone syncs up the t- well people are gonna make money this week. we're all ovulating like, right, <laughs> the week before everyone's making money and, just, and you can see like the wolf length glance in yeah. all the men's eyes <laughs> oh, the, 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 everybody's the, ovulating uh, it's looking up. down someone's throat through their asshole. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> It's crazy, too, because I feel like I'm just, like, greasy and pissed off and ugly during that week. Like, I do not want to be dancing. I'm just, like, such a hag, and people love that, I guess. <laughs> I don't um, know. I had a girlfriend um, that used to dance, and she's, like, she wouldn't shower for a few days. And she, like, just because she, like, couldn't. She was, like, on the road, and she was, like, and people would ask her for dances. She's, like, oh, I didn't want to give them dances because they're so gross because I haven't showered in days. I'm, like your pheromones like yeah. but she's just like they're disgusting because they want to dance for me i'm like you're a stripper that's what you want yeah there's a lot to that like going to the club after you have oh. sex like some guys smell the sex hormones of another guy and it's like competition that's, that's so what? crazy that it's that simple it can you know, be 
that animalistic. You got like the sex sheen, like you just had sex. And you rolled out of bed <laughs> and you go to the strip club and you're like, oh, you got the funk on you. And guys are like, yeah. Give me some of that. <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes. Yeah. So um, I just have a couple more questions. The first one, unfortunately, is just for you because you haven't been doing it for long enough. And I've gotten enough answers from this. I'm just curious what yours is. When you started, did you think, um, I'm going to be in this for a week and then I'll go get another job? Or did you think, you know, five years down the line, I'm still going to be doing this. Ten years down the line, I'm still going to be doing this. Um, I think I gave myself a week to begin with because if I was really humiliated, then I'd be like, no one's going to remember me. No one will see me again. I don't care. But I never gave myself an out date ever. Yeah. Um, cause I worked with a lot of people who've been doing it, you know, well into their forties and fifties. And then there's like, what is it? The Claremont lounge or something in Atlantic city where it's kind of like the golden girls strip club. Like you can do oh, it really? forever if you want. You yeah. don't, uh, maybe it's just the version of you I know now, but you don't seem like someone that's easily humiliated. Um, I, I kind of can be, I'm a little more fragile these days, I think. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I, I tend to second guess myself more than I used to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm like I'm trying to get back into it after a little hiatus. And I feel like I'm a baby stripper again in the worst ways. Yeah, it's really hard because I know I should be at a like a different level, but I'm not. I feel like I because I'm older and the game's changed so much. Like yeah. the culture has changed and um, this is a different club in a different town and it's it's not it doesn't translate across the board and doesn't translate across time either yeah oh i like the way you said that thanks because a, a lot of people go to different clubs and they they'll get turned down for like going to work at a certain club but there's like a flavor for every different club so you're right it doesn't translate like mm -hmm. you can go to like portland which is a lot different than coming to here or a lot different than going to like texas or all those other clubs like yeah and it's not that you're not beautiful it's just because it's a different dynamic there yeah this club has a really high standard you know and it's the only club here and I mean it's kind of astounding just how beautiful and talented all of the girls are like I I tend to try to do Friday and Saturday nights because I work a day job full-time and so I I need to find a better day because I don't think I'm I just don't feel like I fit in. I feel like I'm the scrappy one, you know? No, you're not. No. Like, like she said, there's a flavor for everyone's taste. And that's what I've come across with, like, some of the dune dancers, especially, like, one that's very nervous but has a solid guide. Um, and she still, like, comes to me. I'm like, maybe you should sell it this way. Maybe you should sell it this way. And then I'm like, Maybe I should become a stripper. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm a pro at solving other people's issues. I would be in the same stance. Like, I don't know. It's different. Maybe everybody else's problems are easier to solve than your own. Oh, there's so much <laughs> clear cut. And then, like, sell it this way. You've got it. You got Go, go, go get some money. Oh, you're feeling low? Go get some more money. You've got this, girl. I love it's, you. It's easy to give advice, but it's you'll Harder never take, take your it. own. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, w I would keep at it. I think that you do have a niche here, like mm -hmm. you, because you are different, like, and you are beautiful. Aww, and so <laughs> there are some mean girls there, but that's 
there's it. there's gonna be mean girls everywhere so it really doesn't even matter like whether it's strip club or daily life oh you're yeah so far i've met all nice girls like i've never had a girl be mean to my face there and i haven't had it happen too many times in my stripper career like but um it's mainly the guys just because it's i'm yet to find my flavor here but oh, it'll happen that's okay yeah ni- 90 days is what i always say 90 days 90 days yeah she uh, rephrased the way the question in a way that I thought that I can ask you now. Do you have in your head like a time limit or I ask because a lot of a lot of the girls that come on here are like, I thought I'd only be doing it for a few weeks and then five years down the line, <laughs> here I am, you know. Do you in your head right now, so we can come back to this in five years <laughs> No, like do you are you like, uh, however long it is or oh, I'll only be doing this for a few months? What do you what do you think right now? Considering my age, I'd be happy to sit here in five years from now and say I was still doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be shocked. Um, I'm just happy to be there any day that I walk through those doors, um, not just because of my age, but because of my physical injury. Um, you know, I'm just happy to be there any day. Yeah. Um, I don't have an end date. I don't have a plan. Um you know, I am questioning whether this is the right move for me because, you know, not only do I suffer from social anxiety, which makes it hard to hustle as a stripper, but um, <laughs> also the age thing. It's kind of like, you know, should I be here? What am I doing with my life? Um, Don't you think it's a little bit liberating, though? Oh, it totally is. But after I, you know, tip everybody out, when I walk away with barely enough money to, like, get my nails done again that week, I, I do question, like, we'll is work this the that. right move for you. me, you know? You just, you, we, Remember we what you. we said about staff members? As, as it turns out, I know a couple of bartenders <laughs> that have, they got your back, man. It's, you know, I'm, I'm always able to, like, pay my house fees and tip everybody out and still walk away with a little bit of money. But nothing compared to the young girls who are like, I made several thousand yeah, dollars you, last night. You already told us that you. By the way. You already told us you don't have your hustle game down, and we got a no, couple of people here working that can, on that. Working on <laughs> that. Working on that. I think that's tacky as shit to talk about how much money you make. I think it's so ugly and oh. it's stupid, and it just doesn't make anybody feel good or better besides stroking their ego. So I don't know if any of those girls listen to my podcast but no but but some of them are like personal friends so i think that's where it's come out it's not like just the girls in the club just randomly talking about it well and there's a practical two girlfriends outside of the club talking about there's a practical aspect to it too as in like do i want to do this as a hobby or do i want to do this as a job (laughs) it's definitely not a job for me i'm a retired electrician like i i left work you know a couple years ago like no, this, but this is all fun for me. <laughs> but you're beautiful and you have at least you can use this as an option. So even if you have bad nights, you know that you will have a good night. And so you have the option and just like that's the, that's the best part about being an independent contractor, whether it be a dancer or something else, is that you can like pop in and pop out. So you can use it to your advantage. It doesn't need to be like I've seen a lot of great great success stories from dancers like mothers and like families and businesses like being grown but sometimes like they use it just as yeah it's like fun money and this is like their only outlet they don't have any other skills 
but you guys have other skills. And so if you can just use it as just not your career, but you have the option to make those extra dollars. Yeah, to me, this is no different than doing burlesque or doing drag. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same. Do you do do drag in town? Mm -hmm. I want to connect with, or I'm going to talk to you about this after the podcast, but I would like to connect with them because we did a pole dancing drag show at the club. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, and I've been yes. trying to, to get in touch with them because I want to do a, a podcast with them. I, I think they want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they actually, uh, for New Year's Eve, got um, the shaft from another company, and they had to find the another. They had to, <laughs> <laughs> they had to find another venue, like, real quick for New Year's Eve. And for a second, I was like, oh, well, maybe stars could do a drag show during the day before – New Year's Eve night but then they ended up finding another venue but it did spark the idea that like even a drag brunch like one day of out of the month or whatever it would be fun oh cool yeah Yeah. um I would connect with them on that and also I I do want a podcast with them so maybe we can like promote each other and do that but that's on a different note so did you have a timeline I came into the club and I thought I'd be here for um I would say it's indefinitely as yeah. staff member uh walking in everyone again gives you that three month rule the, those nine, uh 90 days of like oh well you're gonna become a stripper in 90 days and yeah. I'm like I don't think you know me I'm a very sexual person but I don't know for being an extrovert naturally um I don't know if I can do this because I realize that, uh, one, I, I don't want to show my asshole. I don't know. what <laughs> I can show my tits all day. I'll show my tits on whatever. Well, maybe we'll get the butt plugs back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Let's not just my asshole. I just more of like encompassing the whole thing. Right. Like I, nothing below the belt, like boxing, yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I don't really like to shave. Like the, you see the girls with like the, and I'm like, Oh, do you wax? And they're like, no, I shave. I was like, Duh, my, my skin is sensitive. Okay. I can't yeah. do that all the time. <laughs> also, I don't like, I'm a low maintenance motherfucker, but keep it tight, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I do tight. my exercises, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've definitely like, Right now, I had just recently, like, a very low point where I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I cannot be in this anymore. Like, it is draining me socially, and I am a very empathetic individual, too. And I tried to keep everyone on the basis of, like, okay, we're all human, and we all have, like, pretty similar emotions, yeah, I think, uh, especially for the dancers, I think one of the things that they don't think about sometimes is like, you need to walk away from this every once in a while. Yeah. Because that cold heart that you start to get. Well, like, you do. It, you do. First of all, it's not, it's not great to have that cold heart. But second of all, that'll start eating into your money. Because it, Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just recently tried to even just play the, I'm not going to wear any makeup at the door right. you know yeah. like because i've during the slow season i was like oh well you know i'm staff so i get paid hourly i need and i work four to five days a week um i'm just not gonna i'm gonna play this like does do i make more money working at the door if i wear makeup versus not it's all dependent on the 
the people that come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get like a good crowd one day on a random Tuesday and you get a shitty tippers on like a Friday night. Yeah. Even though there's more people and you're like, this doesn't really Friday matter. tippers can be the worst. It's I do like Fridays during the summer. Summer is different. Yeah. It is. But um I've heard that a ton of times. Yeah. Like the busiest nights can be the nights that you don't make anything. Yeah. Like there's those random girls that find the huge tipper that just takes them in the back room and they make a ton of money but like just out on the floor yeah everybody's sitting at tables watching from afar yeah mm-hmm. well and my tip jar is uh, at the door is clear so i can see it all the time and right. i'm like you know during the summer it may be stuffed or not even necessarily during the summer but like people have crumpled their dollars and you're like oh i made a lot and you're like okay cool so i not to talk about necessarily talk about money but like if you took a basis of like a hundred dollars and you put a hundred dollars flat versus a hundred dollars full like crumpled you know it's different and even last night i was like wow i didn't think that i made that much but there's a couple good tippers that you know some guy was like oh keep 20 for you and i was like I already did $200 worth of ones. I'm going to have to recount this. I pulled a stack and he's like, oh, you like that thickness? Just keep it. And I was like, are you sure? (laughs) That's not $20, but are you like double checking? But yeah, my timeline is uh, indefinite, I guess, right now. Um, That's funny. This this podcast seems to have a lot of firsts because most people are like most of the dancers, especially come in and they're like. Uh, oh yeah, I thought you know I'm gonna do this for six months and that's it. And then like five years later, they're still doing it. Um, and everybody at this table is like, Nah, I'm good for good. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I will say though, um, like I've again, I thought about dancing a lot, especially I'm like, oh shit, I'm 25. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to own a home, especially in Central Oregon. You know, yeah. like that's irrational to me even with the job that you i never, am you never know because everybody told me that i couldn't do it like and i've been at the club for 14 years and when i bought my house nobody thought i could do it like they're just like you work in the service industry you do this you do that like that's i just don't like that you said that <laughs> well i mean it's just it's just more challenging in the economy that we really are in and coming up into that and everyone's like well you should have bought in 2008 and i'm like yeah i would have loved to but i was 10 right <laughs> i mean i was okay i was Nobody old had a crystal back ball. then and i kick myself every day for not doing it but I, that's not what crazy, happened it's a crazy thing to endure and even when you see like um non-sex working industry people that are making good consistent money and they're still like i'm i can't afford a home people yeah. you make know like a hundred grand a year and they struggle it's crazy. Yeah, exactly and that's where it's like okay well I'm, on average i'm probably making like 40 maybe maybe more you know a grand a year and still making by and enjoying my life but i'm like i would like to live al- alone yeah <laughs> has your attitude towards that possibility changed over time or were you always kind of open to it uh like what way well you said you you thought about dancing or not dancing yeah when you went in the door when you went in like the beginning where you did you think this is something i would absolutely never do and now you're closer to it or you were always kind of like eh it's on the table if I move to a different town or something like that. Uh, I mean, it's always been like up and down. Oh, yeah. uh, 
it's always just like the when I'm thinking about kind of housing moving. and stuff, I'm like, if I actually hustled, like I'd be good at this. Like yeah. I could, yeah. I feel like I could be, you know, everyone says a couple of years, you know, whatever, stash some money. <laughs> um, in reality, I think I would be actually good at it. Like I am again, a people person. I love it. The what secret, if, you, if you've listened to the podcast is to actually stash the money. Because yeah, that's you know, the problem. I really like my motorcycles and I like my toys. Yeah, so, that's yeah. the that's the thing. I don't spend a lot on clothes. I still am a low maintenance motherfucker, but I love my trips and I love my expensive toys. So not the vibrating ones necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not off the list. They are not yeah. off the list. If I make a little bit more, you know, I'm gonna get the top tier ones. But uh, what yeah. if you try it and you love it? Like, what if you try it for a week? Are you a dancer? I have. Actually, growing up, I danced for 18 years and I did competition. I did cheer. I did all of it. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe it's ever. Uh, You're getting is, recruited right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, the butthole part I get recruited isn't that bad. Every, every, <laughs> almost every day that I get yeah. into work. It's not just like um, customers. It's like dancers that are like, you'd be really good. And every once in a while, I'll jump on the pole. Yeah. Like just for funsies. <laughs> Not even necessarily after work. Sometimes it's been during working hours and we're dead as fuck. And I'll go on stage two and do something. Or I did. I got paid 20 bucks to do the Soja Boy the other day <laughs> and like crank that a little bit. All I did was jump up there and do a little crank that and then um, jumped off and I was shaking. I do love dancing. I would, but I, I don't know. I think I'm just a little pussy. No, it wears off. It wears off. Oh, I think so. I think if I, <laughs> I was like your third dance, <laughs> ninety days. Well, 90 then days. I think about it too, and I'm like, okay, I could get on the pole. I could do that. You know, it's a little bit more like there's some distance. It's distance that you can control. It, this is my view as a staff member. You know, like when you're on the pole, you can walk away and not. You can make some money and not even touch a single customer. Yeah. yeah. And, but like the, I feel like the real sales, especially here is like, you gotta, you gotta sell those dances cause the dances are good. Like the dances pay off, especially with the housing fees, you know, it's a hustle um, club. You have to hustle. Yeah. Somebody and, said it's not coyote. It's not the art of seduction. It's coyote ugly. Like you have to be entertaining and you have to, yeah. tr- you have to try. And I, I could do that. I, I genuinely have like, I can connect with people and I feel like a good chunk of the girls, the way that, you know, you get all this conversation as a staff member to, um, this is how I sell, this is how I sell. And you're literally figuring out how everyone sells yep. and you're watching it too. You can, I can see it. I, you know, I don't even have to hear it. But it sounded like the lap dance would be something that would be harder for you to do. Yeah. You know, you still get those creepy motherfuckers. Yeah. Like I was talking about this today with a friend, like. I've seen creepy people, people that are interested in like love, like, like being at the strip club as customers. And then you get the creepers. Mm-hmm. The creepers are scary. Like, they are. They're terrifying. Even as staff members. And you're just like, and you're like trying to figure out this way of like making money, but also like. Not I'm endangering a- yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's a weird thing, even as staff members and. I hear everyone, all the dancers be like, oh, well, don't, like, I've only had a couple dancers actually be like, you should not do this. Like, it will 
change you. It like, does. Um, you just have to be okay with for it. the better um, of like trust issues and th- those things that I'm like, you have to I don't it. want more. Tr- <laughs> I don't have a lot, but I just, I want to you, see the good in people still. You have to have the mental tools for your mental toolbox mm-hmm. to like go into it without like just going down the rabbit hole. I think yeah. that's one of the advantages of starting a little bit later is that yeah. like yeah. you have a personality now, you know, you mm-hmm. have a, go ahead. Yeah. But with that, like, um, you know, pretty quick after starting was with, uh, somebody newer in my life and it did affect how I, you know, portrayed myself as sexy. It was like, because now I'm the stripper to be sexy gives me that I'm a stripper feeling about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it did make me hesitate versus prior to that. Wouldn't have thought any of that. Yeah. So already it's changing you. It's like, Oh, I'm doing this move that you only see strippers do. <laughs> do you like it? Because, or is it too strippery? You right, know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I struggled with. I started in my mid late twenties and stripping became part of my identity, hardcore. And when I couldn't strip, I felt super lost mm-hmm. and I had a huge identity crisis and it affected everything like my sex life, my home life, uh, everything. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't say it made me trust people less, you know, like I definitely am a little more jaded, I suppose, than I was beforehand, but like the thing about the strip club is it's a great place like where the masks come off and you're sexy, mm-hmm. but it can also be a really fucking dark place. Like it can be a dark place depending on the club, especially like this is a safe club, you know, and the dances are monitored, which is good. But I mean, there are some clubs where like people bring their trauma and everyone's bringing all this trauma with them and then kind of like shitty shit's happening in the club and it's tough, you know? So like, it's hard to you can anticipate it but you don't know how it's going to change you you never know i i forgot how long have you been in the industry since 2012 do you think that the industry has changed so much so like what you were saying earlier about money that's a big thing well do you think that it's become safer like people are more they're acknowledging like safety issues with all the clubs or, or with a lot of the clubs or has it become more um I can't, I can't really speak, I don't know, because I, I used to work in Portland, and most of the clubs I worked for are gone now. Um, for a reason? <laughs> um, mainly bad management, but I think, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's I think the industry is changing a lot. Um, part of the reason why I got out temporarily is because SESTA-FOSTA, um, that changed the industry a lot, and I don't know. The what? SESTA-FOSTA, it was the... Um, the Human Trafficking Act. So that shut down back pages, it shut down the personals ads on Craigslist, and it shut down Exotic Spot, among other things. Um, I made a lot of money off of Exotic Spot. It was basically MySpace for strippers, and all I did was advertise when I was working, but it was such good PR, because I could be like, hey, like join my book club, let's talk about this, or hey, I'm gonna be working at this club at these hours. And it, it's kind of like where Instagram has taken over with that, but, um, that made a lot of things more unsafe, like for actual like full service sex workers, like Sesta Fosta's really fucked that whole thing up. So I think that's totally unsafe now. As far as stripping goes, um, I can't really speak for Portland, but you know, I, I like to check the online, like I'm on Reddit on the stripping community there and I was on stripper web before it closed. 
And girls are still concerned about, you know, being taken advantage of in the private dance room. Um, there's a lot of extras I've read about. Like, girls are kind of resorting to extras to where they didn't so much before. Um, you know, I knew a lot of girls who danced in the 90s, and you did not do lap dances at a lot of clubs. Like, you would do the air dances or the table dances, and that was it. And so, like, grinding, that was a controversial thing when I started, you know? Like, you just didn't sit in a guy's lap and grind on their dick. And then, like, it just kind of got worse. And then, like, I started noticing more, um, what, more like, what do they call it? Extras in private dances. When I started working, there were girls doing all kinds of shit back there. Um, for those of us not familiar with the terminology. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what extras. So extras. I mean, I can assume, but I'd like to yeah. hear specifically. It, <laughs> it, it's the, it can range from letting guys suck on your tits to full on sex. No, yeah. So the whole gamut of what would have been thought out of, out of bounds. Out of bounds. Yeah. And so from what I read, I don't know about Oregon, but it sounds like a lot of girls, younger girls, new newbies are just kind of going from zero to 100 yeah. with that kind of thing because you do make more money, um, but in the long run, you don't. Yeah. You end up devaluing you. Not you like, do. not only on like a personal level, but basically like yeah, and yeah. It's, it is kind of shitty for because we used to have eighteen and older at our club. Now we're not, but the eighteen and older ones, it's like these girls go in. They're like, I'm making so much money right now, and they don't they don't have any previous like job experience, and so this is like, watch your mouth. Um, they don't have any previous job experience, and they're like. Oh, well, I can make this much money for like, and they're just like career strippers, which is great until a certain point, if you know what to do with your money Mm -hmm. at that point. But it's, it's kind of fucked up because they are young, they are kids and they are babies. Like you can say baby stripper, but um, then they don't, they don't know any better. And And yeah, they don't put it away. Like some girls are smart and they put it towards houses and education and investments and I think that's getting a lot of um, good, you know, like, I hate strip talk with a fiery passion, but I think there are some advocates for actually, you know, keeping part of your money and putting it away and investing wisely. But when you're 18 and you're a baby and you're a child and you're making, like, lawyer money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think one of the problems, especially for people starting out younger, is you, you don't learn how hard it is to make money. You don't know that as soon as I leave this place, I'm, it's not going to be coming in this easily. And you don't know how devastating it's going to be when your body starts changing and you start yeah. aging. Because some people, some men really like younger looking girls. And when they start to age out and their body changes and their money goes down, that's fucked up. Yeah. And I think just from being probably the oldest person at this table, um, <laughs> I don't, th- I think that a lot of that is in the girl's head, you know, there is, but that can affect we your have money. a shelf life. I don't think, see, I don't believe we do, but for some men we do. I think for the men who like the 18, the new biles, you know, like, and I've met girls like that and they, it's hard on them. Like it, it, it's not easy. I think also is the problem is you've lived with yourself your whole life. So, Whereas you're a new thing to somebody there and they think it's great. You still know what you used to be, you know? Yeah. So 
So you have the secret information that can hurt you mentally when it's not really as devastating as no. it seems like it is. And social media is bad for that, too, because yeah. social media is super unkind to anybody who's that's not 21. That's the stripper in the street as well. And that's the end of part three. Our theme music is from Tribe of Noise. You can find them at www.tribeofnoise.com. Thanks to our host, Backside Cakes. You can find them at 740 Northeast 3rd Street, Suite 6, Bend, Oregon, 97701. Stop in sometime. You might see us recording. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Prime Music, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a positive rating. We're a new podcast and would really appreciate the support. And you can find us at www.behindthemeatcurtains.com or write us at info at behindthemeatcurtains.com. Thanks.